You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back. Celtics training camp is here. And wouldn't you know it, the team has made its first big roster move of the week. Blake Griffin will be signing a guaranteed deal with the Celtics this week. Should be in camp, maybe in uniform for their first preseason game on Sunday. And this... I'd have to say it was pretty unexpected. My name is Brian Robb. I'm joined today by my partner in crime at Mass Live, Suichi Tirada, who uh, actually had a a front row look at Blake Griffin back in the glory days in Detroit. Suichi is uh, a Michigan man for a Michigan State man, I should say, for in in his collegiate (laughs) days. Uh, uh, A Detroit fan way back in the day. Poor guy. Um, But Suichi, so this is this was Blake has been out of Detroit now for for two years, I guess. Right. He, he, he got bought out like in the middle of the 2021 season, I believe. Yes. Yep. 2021 or yeah. 2021, 22 or 2020, 2021 was the year he got bought out. And so he's gone from 20 points per game. I think a couple (laughs) years ago, like in those, or maybe not that the year before that with Detroit to Mm -hmm. literally signing in the middle of training camp for a veterans minimum deal. It's been, um, it's been a bit of a fall for Blake. Uh, there's obviously been health issues. Not too surprising, though. Not too yeah. surprising, given what he is. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the, the the backdrop to this signing, obviously, is the news that uh, Luke Cornett is going to be out for a couple weeks here with uh, mm-hmm. with an ankle sprain, and obviously on top of the Rob Williams and Daniel Dollar and Arnie. So the Celtics clearly need some front court depth here, Suichi. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what's, there's obviously plenty of options out there, whether it was Blake or LaMarcus Aldridge or Carmelo. Like what, where do you rank, like, where do you rank the fit out of those guys or any, at least any other guy that was out in the free agent market right now? Um, I mean, are they really, I don't know. Like when you talk about like Lamar Cristal, just Carmelo, like, are they really that different? I guess at this point in their careers, I guess Carmelo would probably score more, you know, and everything like that. But it's just kind of like, they're all, you know, former, very well-respected, very talented, former all-stars, but it's just, during the twilight of their careers, I think I think this is a good move. Um, obviously, like you said, it's a bit unexpected. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think about, but Blake's last like really good year was 2018-19. So it's what four years ago. It's crazy. Um, it was all NBA that year. He had like a 50-point game against the Sixers. Like it wasn't realistic for early MVP hype. Like he looked really good that year. And I think um I was what I was really impressed as as you said, front row C with Blake was um he kind of like he 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 matured his game you know like remember when he was like 
like first started out and like was an all-star in like his first year in the league, like he was dunking everything, right? And like yeah. he didn't really have that much of an offensive game, but now he does. So I think in terms of the fit though with the Celtics, like I wrote about it at MassLive.com, but it's just like, I think one, you don't expect him to play more than what, like a dozen minutes a game, because if you do, that means, you know, it's either the rare night where Al is sitting on a back-to-back or something, but like, you don't, one, you don't want Blake Griffin playing that much, but two, like, you're not expecting him to be, like, some big contributor. Obviously, he got signed in the middle of training camp, so, but he, he can still do some okay things. Like, he showed a little bit, right, like, against the Celtics in the playoffs when he was with the Nets last year. Um, I think the big, biggest question mark is just defensively. Like, we saw Jalen Brown go after Blake, like, multiple times, just ruthlessly in the playoffs. So, I, you can hide that in the regular season, not so much the playoffs, but... I think this is mostly a regular signing, regular season signing, D Rob. Like, I just don't, I don't think you're going to expect much from Blake. Maybe he has one good game where he turns back the clock, but this is pretty much, hey, we need somebody to eat minutes at the front court, especially with Cornette going to be out one to two weeks. Um, like, who, who, like, at this point, like, who's the backup big right now? Like, it's Al, it's Grant, then it's Blake Griffin, then you got Cotton Gailey and all those other kind of unproven guys. So I, I think it's, I think it's a good signing, um, you know. I kind of thought about this. Like, I don't think it's a bad idea. I, I don't think it's a bad idea to add a veteran voice in that locker room. Like Blake Griffin of all people knows what it's like when an organization is in turmoil. Like I remember uh, yeah. Donald Sterling and oh, the Clippers. Fair. Like obviously that's a different magnitude than what's happening with Ime and the Celtics right now, but it's just, you know, it's, I don't think it's a bad idea to add somebody well-respected, you know, and last year in Brooklyn guys. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last year, Boca was like a different thing. Though. That was like a player thing. Yeah, that was a player thing. But yeah, that's true. That's it. Yeah, it's certainly different. Uh, different type of turmoil. Yeah, yeah. Um, dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. So you brought up. So let's talk about Blake Griffin in last year's postseason. Since that, it, it's funny. Like we, that's obviously everyone's last memory of him. Is you know he didn't even play the first two games of the first mm-hmm. round series. It was kind of like in and out of the rotation for Brooklyn towards the end of the year, but then was clearly out of it when the series started. And then he came in, he actually played well offensively in game three, like, which I don't even remember that part, but he had eight points and a rebound. Um, he had like a couple of threes, I think. Yeah, a couple of threes, exactly. Yeah. He had a couple of open yeah. threes and, you know, kind of maybe because they were just searching for offense in that game. And so he stretched the floor a little mm-hmm. bit. And then he got a bigger role in game four. And I think that's what people really remember. And he actually was like a spark off the bench. He had four assists in that game, was kind of, yeah. like you said, the, the seasoning of his game that we kind of saw in Detroit as a bit of a playmaker was, was on display here, but then obviously Jalen just, you know, kept cooking him in the fourth quarter possession after possession. And like you said, though, that is, I don't mind that because in the regular season, like a, he's not going to be on the floor for those kind of moments. I feel like, and B, like, that's just not going to be their defensive scheme with him on the court period of like the switching. So yeah. Like, and like, Personal-wise, you can probably hide him a little bit more in the regular season, I think. Right. And then I, I also think it's just this idea that, like, you, you're really – he's really – like, I just don't think the Celtics, unless a bunch of injury happens, like, they're not – I just don't think the Celtics are going get to get to the point, the same point as the Nets, where, like, Steve Nash was, like, just, like, throwing anybody at the wall, I feel like, yeah. in games three and four. Like, I just think this team is too deep when they are fully healthy, and that's kind of the – right? That's kind of the goal for the playoffs. Like, it's basically, like – breaking if you need to break this glass in case of emergency that is Blake Griffin in playoffs next you know next spring like then then you're in trouble but I just don't think the Celtics with their death as of right now necessarily need that this is more for the regular season which I think is a good thing exactly and so to me what it really is from you know once 
once Cornette went down, they got a you know a weak look at these guys in camp. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, like, do we really like how much do we trust Vonley and Jake Lehman and mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Kelly? Like, and I think what obviously what, what Griffin brings is just the uh the offensive upside element for mm-hmm. a backup big. And I assume like defensively, I mean, probably both sides where he's probably gonna be playing like a center. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. they're gonna be having him trying to guard even stretch forwards because that's just not mm-hmm. a smart idea. But he's a a big guy who can pass the ball and traditionally can at least have a threat of hitting threes. He only shot, mm-hmm. that's like the alarming thing last year. I think he shot like 26% from three, but he's mm-hmm. a career 33% shooter. Um, and so that's at least something where if you can at least force defenses to respect him from that standpoint and make defenses pay for, you know, switching on to some degree and finding the open guy, that is something that, that will work with the second unit, especially when you have guys like, you know, you're playing with Brogdon and Derek White off the second unit. Like that's a, you know, you're going to have guys yeah. that are going to be able to set you up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like we, we saw it in the playoffs last year. Like, I think Blake's going to play hard. Like, I think he, like at this point, like you're, you're pretty clearly like in the twilight at the end of your career, like you want that ring. And I think he's just going to play really hard when he has that opportunity. So I think that's, that's kind of an underrated part too, of just like these veterans, you know, one last kind of thing, you know, like we saw David West do, we saw a bunch of veterans do it last decade so I think that's that's the biggest thing and I think that'll help like culturally like you like some of the younger guys like they see like Blake Griffin like this dude has had so many injuries but he's still gonna go out there and play really hard and be really sweaty so uh, I just think from from kind of the intangibles aspect that I thought I thought there was some upside um I I am curious to see like I guess I, I don't really know too much about his like locker room presence or whatever but on the Pistons it was pretty like you know all the like that was a very young team when he was on the team um and, and they praised him too. So I, I, I think in terms of the veteran aspect, I like it a lot just because for all intents and purposes, he seems, he seems like a good dude. I watched some of his stand-up comedy and found it really funny. So maybe he'll do a little <laughs> bit of that in Boston. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly like, he's out there as a personality, like where it's probably going to be mm-hmm. maybe one of the most more engaging quotes that we'll have in a locker room um, <laughs> for this upcoming season. So definitely not a, not a bad signing from that standpoint. And so now I look at, so it's, it's, let's look at like big picture at the roster now a little bit. So you have, mm-hmm. he essentially gives, I think we have 13 safe spots for the Celtics. Now I think like Cornette seems to be pretty safe, even with this ankle injury, mm-hmm. Sam Hauser, um, and then Griffin makes 13. So now you're, you're left with essentially six guys fighting it out for two spots. Yeah, and, and like if the Celtics don't like these six guys and only like one guy, they can keep one open. Yeah, so that's a really good point. Six guys for one, one, one roster spot. Well, here's so. the thing though: Would you like? I almost think now they have to carry because like you have Rob Williams and Gallinari out, so you're like, mm-hmm. even say if you keep fourteen, that's literally yeah. only twelve, and then at your healthiest, yeah, that's if, at point. your healthiest, and then which is like you can know twelve's plenty. Like you're probably only going to play, you know, nine. 10 or at the most regardless but then if mm-hmm. one more injury happens it's like oh yeah um, yeah though so i do wonder me... yeah i was just gonna say like i think common gelly would probably slide in they would probably call that's him true they have the two way guys you're like 14 like yeah you know well I, I just don't see a scenario where jv davis no, JV... Like, <laughs> unless it's like a COVID thing like rather comics was kind of forced into some games yeah like a couple games right like and i guess if it's like a literal everyone is like you know 
your your other options are 10 day guys i think that's pretty much it but yeah i, I just think kevin gilly's one guy you can kind of move down but otherwise that's a good point i don't know like he might be freaking starting opening night now i feel like I, like it, <laughs> I mean, depending on what because if they had luke Cornett out there for like <laughs> to start a train we'll get in the train camp a little bit right now in terms of like what's going on so far but you know if luke Cornett was if the plan was to start Cornette with this you know as like you know 10 15 minutes of the starters each night which is a a way to bridge the gap and you can keep Grant Williams with the bench unit and keep that kind of continuity going mm-hmm. and keep Al Horford at the four, which I think he likes. So now you bring Blake in, say Cornette is out for a couple of weeks and just isn't going to be ready for opening night. And they're not going to yeah. throw him into the mix. Like what are your options there? You can obviously the safe play would be like throw Grant in at the four. I think it would then, be Grant, right? Yeah. But then, but then your bench guy, like your bench bigs are who Blake and, it's like that's like guys who've like have not been to the team so i feel like i wonder if they're like okay you know who can we who can we they could go small too but i I think marcus yeah you can obviously malcolm jason jalen out you could do that if you really want grant off the bench but i i bet they really like i feel like they really like to keep out the four and like don't want to yeah i agree i agree especially the mileage i just think the mileage thing is going to be such a huge thing with Al this year i agree with that um because then it's like well, your options are blake kevin gelly like von lay if he makes the team and that's it yeah. at like center <laughs> so it's it, like and i don't know like jalen tatum they're, they're kind of talking up Ka- kevin gelly a little bit like yeah he, is, I mean, like, he looked good at summer league he right was like a spark plug and he was hitting threes at summer league i was like all right okay. yeah yeah I so like, okay, i mean he gelly. played a full like it's he was a full year in the g league last year after mm-hmm. like being a late first round pick and then just never getting a chance anywhere really or slash not looking good in LA or, or Cleveland. And he's a but, little older. Yeah. He's 25. Yeah, he's 25. He's a little bit older too. Yep. So um, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're going to have these preseason games and they're going to be trying out stuff and we'll, we'll get a pretty decent glimpse <laughs> of it. But that's, that's my dark horse pick right now is that we're going to, we're going to, if Cornette can't go, that's, that's your opening night starter at a uh, center. Well, well, he would probably be. I mean, I would assume he would get promoted from two way in that regard. Not necessarily, right? though. Right? Gets, I guess not. Because I guess you don't need to yet. Not yet. Like I think, like down the road, like if he, yeah, if he, like if he comes a regular racer, like, then like okay, mm-hmm. then we, we need him. Obviously, like maybe we're gonna use him in the playoffs. We need to upgrade him. But for now, it's like he can play fifty games on a two way without mm-hmm. having to be. Yeah, that's true. Roster. That's true. Um, chaotic choice right now. Yeah, when we're speaking about two ways in terms of like not like a big guy, but just like somebody you can like throw out into the mix there. Sam Hauser might just be like kind of for the size, for just for the size aspect of things, yeah. right? Though I don't know. I feel like Tatum playing the four is much more likely. And he he obviously talked about that yesterday during practice. Um, I just feel like that's like he's just what like the second tallest player still, <laughs> even after the Blake. So right. I think I, I think he I think that they'll probably tinker with that a little bit more, but that's a good point. I don't like know. Hauser, Hauser's a good name here. Like Hauser does figure a lot more into this rotation mm-hmm. now. And I think he's kind of forgotten because he's not a true center. But yeah. like you're looking for, you know, who's gonna with Gallinari out, like yeah, your default, like who's gonna get minutes at the mm-hmm. backup four if, if Grant plays the five is like Hauser. If they yeah, can get away with that small ball lineup. Who would have thought? Not me. I wouldn't have thought that when he got signed, but hey, good for him. Seems clearly high on him and, and Luke. So it's it's gonna be, I mean. It'll be an interesting. I mean, Joe Mazzula has a thousand things on this play right now, but I'm very curious <laughs> to see just how he handles. You know, this is because this isn't like a a regular training camp from a <laughs> man. Like this is okay. You have two rotation players that are out till further notice. 
you still have a really good deep team here, but you have a bunch of other like mitigating factors where it's like, okay, we ran Tam and Brown into the ground last year. We don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Al Horford is not coming off of six months of rest in Oklahoma city this year. So we're going to have to like, <laughs> despite his claim, well, are you believing in his claims that he's going to be playing back to back this year? Are you nope. uh, meeting it? Nope. Yeah. Like that. I, he might want to, right. I don't, I, I mean, it could be a situation. Like I remember like there was like a Detroit, Indiana back to back on the road where they were like, Al's available if we need him. And then everyone's like, okay, Al's going to play 20 minutes. No, he just sat it out. Yeah, so he's on the bench. I think that's more likely, basically. And he'll be in his warm-ups. Like, he'll be, like, dressed. But, like, I don't think he'll be playing, basically. And, like, I don't know. With Al, it just felt like there were, like, two to three times late last year before the playoffs where I was like, hey, Al, just, how are you feeling? Like, how are you, how are you feeling physically? He's like, oh, you know, I'm okay. I'm doing good. I'm like, all right, <laughs> clearly, you're, clearly you're 35, 36 years old and you're tired. So I think that's i just think keeping al fresh for the playoffs when inevitably you know in almost like you play Giannis. like i just think that's that should just be their biggest priority you know like they're just just rosters talented talented enough to win 50 games so i think i was telling a few friends it's like i think the number one like one of the biggest priorities for the celtics and the bucks this year is just making sure they don't meet in the second round again basically yeah i just i don't think they want that collision course like around earlier like last season 100 that's the like the Brack in the East this year is going to be a bear, and that's but that's be prayer number one is just avoiding obviously what looks to be the year East co favorite, um, as late as possible. Um, all right, let's take a quick break here to hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. NFL season is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You can find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Game Online, and it's also your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaway. Fast is an easy way to bet on MLB as well, MMA, obviously the NBA season coming up, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with that first deposit. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, any what other takeaways do you have from training camp here? We, we First of all, this is... Brand new. This is you're actually been able to go on the court for the first time since you training camp for the first time since you've been on the job. For those who don't know, uh, at the Arabac Center during you know the height of the pandemic, we reporters were not allowed to converse or just you know get on the practice floor to to see the the drills up close or to talk to a player here or there. But now Suichi has actually been able to get uh, boots on the ground, and uh, I'm curious what what's your your observations here from the first couple uh, days. Videos are a lot easier to take. Yeah, right. Sure. Instead of <laughs> all high up, right? Like if you were if you were wondering why the reporters' videos all sucked last year, it's it's because we had to go. You know, we were like we were like on a different floor, basically just looking at them. Whereas like obviously for on the court, that's like a completely different uh, experience. But yeah, I I just think the the biggest takeaway I thought was just how normal everything seemed. Like I remember like rolling up on Tuesday, I'm like what are the vibes going to be like? Cause that's another thing too. Like you can kind of tell, right? Like it's not like anything like it's concrete, like numbers or anything, but you can kind of tell like if something is just kind of a miss and then like the players kind of maybe, you know, hint at it or whatever, but everything seems pretty normal. I think, you know, like Joe Mazzula pretty much, I don't know how many times he says he has said patience and just keeping the players comfortable in the first, you know, four days of his tenure when we had been able to speak to him. And, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting so far. And I think that's, that's a good sign of a leader. You know, it's, 
realistically, you know, like we are sick, you know, as much as you're sick about reading about the Ime Udoka suspension, we are probably as, you know, B-Rob especially because I was on PTO last week. Like, <laughs> we're as sick, yeah, right? writing and reading and talking about suspension. And, but that's just, that's just how it is, right? Like, it's just something you can't ignore. And I think the fact that they have been kind of not like ignoring it, but just kind of like taking it in stride. I think, I think that's kind of the big thing so far um, in terms of all the other off-court stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. It is, it's the, because that can go one way or another, this situation, I guess. And the benefit, I think, to Missoula and the fact that why they put him in there is that you can tell that a lot of these guys are, are comfortable with him and have, you know, a relationship that goes back with him to 2019, particularly the mm-hmm. stars like Jalen Brown, it sounded like did a lot of film stuff with him, particularly last mm-hmm. season. Um, and so if you have the buy-in and the comfort level from those guys, and then, obviously everything else is the same. Like, you know, there's been no other shakeup to the staff really that makes it being like, okay, yeah, this is practice. It's just, you know, he not here and like, we can, that's weird, but we can, you know, kind of get over that in terms of what our focus is that are from that standpoint. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm just really fascinated though, to see, like, I've heard a lot of things about Missoula, like from uh, even before all this happened in terms of his, you know, his rise on the bench and how he was really good at scouting certain series and stuff in the postseason run last year and got, you know, some pretty high acclaim for that. And so now, now you kind of get to click when it's assistant coach for that stuff, you really don't get to know, like, okay, you, those guys don't get the accolades for that stuff, you know, at least, mm-hmm. you know, in real time. Now, now we'll kind of get to see here, okay, can he, you know, how much of that is going to be worked into his game plan on a nightly basis or, you know, kind of how, he handles obviously everything else that comes with being a head coach. Yeah. I mean, his, his rise is like, I don't know if fans know this too much, but he was a division two head coach before coming on uh, Brad Stevens, you know, coaching staff. And nope. that that's, that's an amazing goal. Like you <laughs> do head coach at NBA, you know, interim coach in the few years. So um, one other thing too is um, I don't know how you felt about a bureau, but like, I, I remember I was just looking around. I'm like, okay, there's the core of guys. And then you're adding Malcolm Brogdon. And I just think that was, like, obviously, it was a very, you know, huge move, impressive move during the offseason. But that, you know, like, actually, like, speaking to him and seeing him, like, practice with the team, like, kind of put that into context. Like, this team went to the NBA Finals last year with this core, and then you add somebody like Malcolm Brogdon. Like, dude's a legitimate, like, I, you know, like, he's probably not, a, like, a perennial all-star by any means, but, like, dude is impressive. Like, he, he like, he, his resume is very impressive um, and everything like that. So, and then, the number one thing where I like sacrifice and buying into the team. And he's been all about that. So he's been, he's, I think he's impressed me too, just because I think he kind of jumped in front of that narrative, right. Ever since the press conference, like people were like, how are you going to work with Marcus? How are you going to work with all these other guys? But he's just been steady in terms of I'm, I just want to win. And, and, you know, he knows what winning looks like his third year in Milwaukee's last year, they won 60 games. And despite that, you know, I wrote about it earlier this week. He still thinks this might be the most talented team he's ever played on. So you look around and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, I can see it. Like, you no, know, three months removed from the finals run and they're trying to do it again. So, yeah, it is. That's like the, and it's, I think it's really important for him to get out front of that stuff, obviously, given the, you know, situation of smart in terms of mm-hmm. the questioning there. But now it should make uh, like the, the silver lining of all this injury stuff is like, okay, they're going to have to go small a good amount. And that's probably like going to be in their best interest to like, probably play those guys together to close out games, at least to start while yeah. Rob's out, because unless Grant is coming out and like looking like, well, it's just possible. It's possible. He could be, you know, you're closing four next to uh, Al Horford there then, but 
you might want just the added shooting and the added playmaking that Brogdon mm-hmm. can kind of provide in that front. So it's um, it'll be from a talent standpoint, they're not going to have this group together, obviously, for a while with from mm-hmm. just the Rob aspect of it. But you do think that, you know, they can kind of hit the ground running here. And I think the schedule out of the gate is obviously tough with Philly and Miami. But after that, like November is not too bad. Yeah, so should be able to get at least like, you know, something going here and give themselves a chance at a, you know, top three, top four seed in that span when, you know, they're dealing with the, the worst of the injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the injury luck obviously has not been great. And I just think it's the fact of what it happened, you know, like if Gallo went down and like in, in some ways, you know, if he was going to go down, like during the offseason wasn't the worst time just because you can like, you know, there's still options on the free agent market. Right. Yeah, but the holdout, but it's just like, I just think with early season injuries, you know, like it's just one of those things where you, you just, right, like they can overcome Gallo's injury, but it's just like, you don't already want to be dipping into your depth, right? Like the first preseason game hasn't even happened. You're, you're already, we already have to talk about, you know, the depth and what they can do. And I just think so far, I mean, obviously it hasn't been great, but not, not anything to be worried about yet, but it's just, you hate to, you hate to deep, dig dig deep into your depth at this point in, in the season i think so what we'll, was we'll, but like i said you know brad stevens and company has uh at least been able to kind of counteract that through through other options at least so at least at least that's a small silver lining basically yeah well we'll get a first hand look at that depth during next week we got three preseason games coming up hot out of the hopper uh starting on sunday here um and suichi and i will be all over it at masslive.com make sure you are following Suichi on Twitter at S-O-U-I-C-H-I Tirada T-E-R-A-D-A. And uh we'll be all over Blake's debut. If he's in, what's your prediction? Is he I assume he's we're not gonna see him Sunday because that's a pretty rough turnaround for him. Are we gonna see him next week in one of these games? Are they just gonna throw him out for 10 minutes or give him more time to get into shape? I think so about a third game, right? Because they play basically like three this first week, then they're off for a week, then they have the last one Friday. So I think right. the third game, I think the third game they'll try to because they'll be acclimated and everything. And like, you don't want, like, I don't know, I, he probably doesn't want his like only game actually being that fourth game. So maybe that. But once again, the only caveat, remember, Juancho Hernan Gomez started the first piece. <laughs> yeah. like, it is very early. So very early. So not, read into everything. Any overreactions? Yeah. yeah. Read, well, read all of our stuff. Read into it. Exactly. But maybe not uh, who's, who's necessarily playing up there yet. So very early. <laughs> oh, oh, Wancho. What a time. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with you guys next week to go through all that stuff. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the Wing Plays Pod. We'll be... Um, upping the pod numbers uh, as the season gets closer here. And uh, Suichi, as always, thanks for hopping aboard. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week.